Hey folks, it's Matt. I wanted to start this episode off before we even get into it by doing a couple of things. The first thing that I want to do is give you ample warning, give you a content warning. On this particular episode, we are going to be discussing the George Floyd tragedy. Um, For those that are unbelievably unaware of what happened here, he was murdered on Monday. Uh, the tragedy had just happened when we went to record. He was murdered by police uh, standing on his back and his neck. Um, the video has been making the rounds online. And that brings me to the second thing I wanted to address. There's a portion of the podcast where we discuss compassion. Um, there's a long silence in that moment. And I wanted to clarify what that long silence represented. The compassion is for those who that type of footage triggers. Unfortunately, in this country, in this world, we see this sort of thing happen to African Americans far too often. And we need to be compassionate and sensitive to those who identify with that. It's it's a shame. It truly is. It's reminiscent of the Eric Garner murder in 2014 and to see something like that again making the rounds especially now when human life is so fragile when we've experienced so much death in these past several months alone it's heartbreaking so much so that I I quickly wanted to move on from it it's uncomfortable I didn't even want to say murder in the moment, but I feel like it would be irresponsible and lazy of me not to, not to call it what it is. Um, over these past three nights, there have been protests. The National Guard has been called in. And Lex and I discussed doing something. We can't do anything directly, but we would like to encourage those of you that can to donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund. We're going to put a link in the show notes, of course, and you can even just Google them and find a way to donate directly. Minnesota Freedom Fund. Um, For those that do, and if this encourages you any further, um, please let us know that you donated. We'll send you something in the mail to thank you for doing so. Um, That offer doesn't expire. So thank you for listening to me uh, get this out. Here's the show. How's about you? Yeah, good. Good, 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 good. Yeah. I was very curious to hear how you guys are doing because I've heard so many stories about like people that get the virus Mm -hmm. and then they feel okay after like two weeks or whatever, they start to recover and then they like relapse again and have problems again. Thankfully, that's not the case for me. Um, Good. You know, I, I mentioned last episode, D is still fighting it right now because, yeah. uh, you know, she's got, um, you know, uh, issues that cause. It's just harder. It's yeah. harder. It's, it sticks around. But I'm, I'm pretty much doing okay. I feel like I'm at like 90% now. I'm, I'm yeah. coughing a lot less. I'm taking less medicine to treat the cough, um, when I do get it. And yeah, I'm, I'm doing all right. Um, that's that's interesting though. Where did you like you you heard about people relapsing, huh? I, it, yeah, it's just a um, it's mostly been like seeing people talking about I had it 
and like hearing them, you know, sharing their stories and everything like that. Mm. So, um, where they're like, it was really rough for two weeks. And then all of a sudden, like I was like starting to feel better. And then I just, you know, had issues again. Yeah. I did have an, I did have a moment in there where I felt like I was turning around and then it just, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was like reminding me like, no dude, you're still sick. Chill out. Maybe Um, that was the thing. And, uh, you know, it's just one of those, like, it just depends on where it hits. But I think that's the thing that happens a lot with getting sick. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that, that is a big part of it. I read a piece today, actually, uh, about a woman who, uh, got COVID-19 and she developed a sort of pneumonia, uh, during that because mm-hmm. of, you know, just how it was affecting her body. And mm-hmm. she is still fighting that. She was one of the people that got it like early on, like back in mm-hmm. like, uh, March, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah, she's just still trying to get rid of that pneumonia. And I, I, I just feel for people that go through that, man. Cause, I know. Um, well, there's I've, that, um, yeah. that Nick, oh God, I can't remember his last name, but, um, I follow his wife on Instagram and everything. And he's a Broadway star and he has it. He's been in the ICU for like 56 days and he hasn't had COVID, like hasn't tested positive for COVID for like, two weeks or something like that like so the covid is out of his system mm-hmm. but his like they said that his lungs look like he's been a smoker for years wow. and he's just got horrible infections and he finally woke up from like his coma and then he's had another backslide in the past couple of days so it's just like it's crazy my goodness uh, you yeah. know there's there's still not enough data about this thing for people to really like determine like, okay, this is what happens now. This is yeah. how long this is going to take. This is what you should do to treat it. There's, there's so yeah. many just unknowns about it. And it's so unique for me to hear our medical community coming out and saying stuff like that. Like we don't know, you know, usually it's okay. Well, if you have a history of this, then this is what's going on. You know, they, they give us enough to, to, you know, not be like terrified of it. Like, Oh, you know, there's a chance yeah, you're going to die, and then first. just leave you alone. They did that at first, they and did. then it was like suddenly like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. They did. But so. I know you and I, we both like we appreciate facts and knowledge about yeah. this sort of thing. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I love about my governor, uh, uh, excuse me, Governor Pritzker, from jump. He's been doing, well, I should say, since he's been doing these like daily press conferences, just giving people updates, um, he's got a, a medical professional up there with him that gives the facts and figures about how many people were tested, how many people contracted, how many deaths there were in Illinois. Mm-hmm. And every time a reporter asks him a question, you know, something that's just like, do you think we'll be back in time for opening day? Like, you know, we're listening to the scientists and the medical professionals. Yeah, exactly. Doing everything that we can to make sure that everyone stays safe first and foremost. We understand that there is a certain passion that goes along with sports and with festivals and that sort of thing, but we want to make sure that people are alive and around to enjoy them. Like, he's just been yeah. like, upfront about that. And I appreciate that candor, you know. I'm jealous of that because oh god we've got Florida so oh, yeah you got, you got fucking Snake Man yeah Florida's oh. Florida's been reopening they're in well, I guess still phase one or whatever of reopening and and look I've talked about this before I believe on here I've definitely talked to you about it private but like some things we are gonna have to start reopening because yeah. like the economic like we can't. Like, I, we just have to do it safely. Yes. So people have to wear their masks. They have to maintain distance, everything like that. But, like, I mean, when you're talking about so many people being 
employed right. by, you know, Disney or whatever. It's like, well, we're going to have to find a way to get some of these things moving again. Well, we're at an impasse right now because we have a government that's not willing to assist folks that are in need, um, you know, yeah, with, exactly. with the, the resources that we have. You know, there's there's always, yeah. and it just fr- it frustrates me to know it. And this is just like simple, just politics one on one. But just the fact that it's like, okay, we're gonna go ahead and do this great thing for the people, but we're gonna slide in this little deal here for our buddies over at Chrysler. You know, yeah. we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and give them a little tax breaky break because that's what they believe, uh, that's what they deserve rather, and we believe they deserve that. And and they're just wonderful people over there, and they're gonna give us all new cars. It's gonna be great. Oh, but we're also helping the you know the destitute and poor. And yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like that just irks me to no end. You know, we just we just had that bill uh, that that was up for vote uh, to give us another. They were working on another mm-hmm. round, and yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's basically just dead in the water because it was a Democrat idea. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Well, you guys came up with this. Fuck you. No, we're not doing that. Uh. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Like, and I realize not everyone wants to hear about politics or everything. But, but like, this is what happens when we don't deal with politics, when we yeah. don't um, become involved and um when you don't vote. understand that politics are our are lives, our livelihoods, right? Uh, and government does serve a purpose, and it's shit like this. Um, so when they're not they're not doing their jobs, uh, when they're not taking care of people with the money that you give them, as your money, I yeah. don't know why they're acting like this is a handout. To, right. to give uh, a stimulus check when it's your fucking money. This is money that we gave them to use. To help to us. Run shit. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, personally, again, politics 101. This is the the, yeah. the common feeling amongst just people with common sense. I don't want to pay for the president to golf while people die. It fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. <laughs> I, I I can't even fathom that. Who who wants to golf right now? Like. Like when you when you are in a position to be able to do something, I understand that like golfing is like a social distancing exercise game that you can do. Yeah. Like because you don't have to interact with people. So like if the everyday guy is like, hey, the golf course is open and like I can safely go do this. Like you can safely go walk in a park as long as you maintain your distance. I don't care about that. Yeah. But like he's in a position of power where he can actually do stuff to help people. Like why don't you mail out a mask to everyone? Right. I mean, yeah. With the with the fucking love letter he wrote about how you know he's graciously giving you this money and everything. I got a letter in the mail from uh, the Internal Revenue Service, and that's never a good thing. And then it's just like a, a self-filating uh, letter that he wrote, basically yeah. saying, "Hey, like that money? Remember me when it comes time to vote, because those other guys didn't do it. It was all me." Hashtag MAGA. Right. So I'm not and putting that first in this of all, show. you should not be using the IRS as a political. Yeah. Like once again, little things like all of these things that happen would have destroyed any other career in yeah. politics. Yeah. But we live in such a weird fucking time. It's a distraction and heavy time. That's for sure. I just don't understand it. Neither do I. It's 
crazy. Right. You know what? But if we could understand it, then we would have. Yeah, we but anyway, I'm, I'm still kind of scared to go outside. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. actually go to restaurants and stuff like that. I'm like, mm, Absolutely. Yes. Time. Let's even, see what happens. Even with the bumper tables, you're still scared? Ugh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with the bumper tables. Can you imagine? People are going to be knuckleheads and be bumping into each other on purpose. There's no social distancing people there. People don't know how to abide by this, and they haven't been doing it. And that that is one thing that does bother me, is that there are people that have not been following the social distancing. And I'm like, you're just making it more difficult for the rest of us. And you make the people that have been doing this and are going crazy feel like we're doing it for nothing. Right. Exactly. Like, there was a fuck. very, um, the striking image I saw of the, uh, the cover of the New York Times that listed yeah, uh, the yeah. hundred thousand, uh, folks that passed away during this whole well, thing. Well, they actually only listed a thousand. Wow. They could not fit. Yeah. They, they couldn't fit every, all of those names. It was not possible. And that was like, you know, four pages or however many pages that was of yeah. the New York Times. It's actually only, a thousand of the hundred thousand. Well, it, it wasn't only their names. It was like, you know, their like names. Yeah. Exactly. Just like a one sentence obituary where they were from. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then, uh, just a little, a little anecdote about them. And I thought that just was so heartbreaking to see that because, you know, your, your whole life summed up in one word. Yeah. On the cover of the New York Times, but you're on the cover of the New York Times and then, Somebody um, on on Instagram I saw superimposed the picture, the silhouette of Donald Trump swinging a golf club. Yeah. Over that, and I was just like, "Damn." Yeah, I when someone pointed out that that was only um, a thousand of the hundred thousand names, I was yeah. like, "Wait, what?" Like because that is that visual is hard enough to process. Right. Um, it, it the must, numbers are hard to process. I think they did a very good job of making those numbers feel more real. Right. But even reminding that, like, hey, we can't publish all of them is is insane. It's really sad. I mean, and then in the midst of everything that's going on, there's even more sad news. And I didn't want to start the show like this, and I apologize. Uh, but... I mean, this is the world we're in. Yeah, so but it's it's something with it. we'll get to other better things in a few minutes. Yeah, we we got a great wall of weird. Stick around for that. That's a good. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I don't know how much you've seen about the situation with um, George Floyd, the gentleman that yeah. uh, was pinned to the ground uh, in Minneapolis by the police once again, saying I can't in breathe. Lockdown. We're killing black people. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, you find time in your busy police career to fucking suffocate another black man. And it's it's like insult to... kill. Let's not use the word kill. Let's use the word murder because murder. it was murder. Exactly. And, you know, we've unfortunately been through this before. A lot of the, yeah. a lot of the photos I saw on social media were people posting like, I can't believe I'm reposting this again, but this is exactly how I felt last time. Here, here's the post, here's the image, here's the, the comic strip that I did to express my displeasure with yeah. the state that our country is in. And then we yeah. have this shit sandwich and this is like the fucking like cool whip on top of it because now we have to deal with these four cops. Now, I will say this. I am impressed 
by the swift action that they've taken that these four cops were not put on administrative leave. They were fired. Yep. And that is a positive thing. That That's progress, and it's unfortunate that we're going through this bullshit again. But they do, of course, need to face criminal charges. That's that's what yes, really needs to happen obviously. here. They need to be locked away, and that's yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that uh, that woman that was walking her dog and and oh, called the cops, like yeah. she faced swift action as well. So, like, at least there, we are starting to see some consequences. That's good. And I've seen know? people drawing parallels to that. The way that she attempted to utilize the police as her personal mm-hmm. protection squad and the fact that mm-hmm. on that same day a man across the country is getting murdered by police right. what do you right. think would have happened to christian cooper in a different scenario right christian exactly. cooper is 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 a fucking hero man i mean just the way yeah. that he handled it with grace and just he every, just wanted to watch some birds. He just wanted to go bird watching in Central Park in New York. What the fuck? I find that so wholesome, by the way. Exactly, and you know, I, I get that man some birds. I didn't know he was he he uh, works for Marvel from time to time as a as a writer and an editor. He actually created um, one of the first gay characters in a Star Trek comic while he was at Marvel. Oh, great. And he's he's had an amazing career. Like if if you get a moment, read up on the dude. He's really interesting. But yeah. you know, it sucks that this woman who I mean, it doesn't matter who he is. Like at the end of the day, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, it could have been anybody. Person. It could have yeah, been yeah, somebody exactly. who just got out of jail. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The fact that she decided to just like try to ruin this man's life because that was of his presence. So weird. Yes. It's weird. But you know what? I mean, it's. But, but I got no silver lining. The silver lining. I, the silver lining is that um, there are consequences yeah. that we are seeing. Um, and so that's some progress. I mean, at what cost? But it's just ridiculous. I did see someone pointing out, and I thought this was possible. like, I, it made sense to me. Um, I believe it was Akila Hughes was saying, like, stop posting this video on my timeline mm-hmm. of this man being murdered. Right. Because you so easily do that when it's a person of color, but not with a white person. And then that also brings up the idea of like, well, this is just going to re-trigger people. And it's posted so casually as opposed to, I mean, it's like, you know, there are sexual assault warnings when there are, you know, or think articles posted and stuff like that. Like there are trigger warnings for particular things that we put out there. But for some reason, it's not the same when it comes to these videos. And I have seen, you know, some people who are like, they have good intentions, but they're sharing these images and these videos and stuff like that. And they're kind of like, look at this, like, look at what they're doing. It's like, yeah, but you need to keep in mind that like that, at least I I kind of agree with the idea of like, that is really traumatizing. Like that's gotta be. Yeah. Um, and you got to kind of consider that for trigger warnings or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and that's but you, you know, also have to share it. It's 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 a it's a fine line. It really is. It's it's you don't. There's no right answer. Yeah. There's no right answer except for compassion. You know. Uh, right. I I think that I don't think that I'm saying like here's the answer. I'm just saying like. That was something that was brought up, and I think that we do need to 
be aware of that. Right, right. And, and, and that's, navigate with that knowledge. I didn't expect you to have the answer. I just, that's why I took that long pause because I'm like, yeah. what do I say to that? Because absolutely, <laughs> there's no. I didn't expect you to have an answer. <laughs> <laughs> there is none besides compassion. You just. Yeah. I mean, I agree across the board with yeah. everything, but particularly in situations like this. Well, that sucked. Let's talk about something. Yes, let's talk about something a little more upbeat. Hey, the Snyder Cut's come. No, no, we'll save that for later. (laughs) Um, Fargo, you've been watching Fargo. I I am excited about the Snyder Cut. (laughs) Let's just talk about the Snyder Cut. Okay, fine. Let's talk about the Snyder Cut. I'm excited about this now. Okay, why are you excited? Because they're they're putting it's they're not just releasing this cut that's sitting on you know in their studio or whatever mm-hmm. they're they're putting like thirty million dollars into this yeah they really are I, to do I was CGI, surprised to possibly do reshoots like they're they're going all out with this thing can I tell you if you'd asked me a year ago if this thing actually existed if this wasn't just like the vaporware of movies if this wasn't yeah. If this wasn't New Mutants, I'd totally... <laughs> yeah, New Mutants does not exist. It doesn't I exist. I that. Nope, nope, does not exist. Yep. I would have thought the Snyder Cut does not exist either, but here we are. It actually exists, people. It's, it's kind of being made right now, but it wasn't just like, you know, all talk. He has been campaigning for this. He has been stirring up the fanboys, and boy, howdy, what a world we live in where all that complaining and bitching and moaning actually works. Yeah, that is a debatable whether you want, you know, whether that's a good thing or not, that the complaining worked. But I think that the core idea of like, we're going to release this, but we're not just going to release it. We're going to invest a lot of money in it. Yeah, it's another carrot to dangle for HBO Max. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm shocked, and they might be doing reshoots for it too. They, I mean, most of that money is going to be just uh, rendering the CGI. Amazing! Uh, it's going to come out next year. And there, I, I don't know if you read this article. This is The Verge, but they also said that it's it's going to be really long. Um, I believe it was like four and a half hours. Holy crap! Uh, so now I don't know if it was this article or a different article. But they were saying that they are debating making it a miniseries oh, okay. kind of thing yeah. instead to make it more digestible. Uh, that would be really cool as well. But apparently it's very long. So now, I am curious how much of it is going to be what he initially wanted to release as a movie or, you know, at least get on film versus how much is he putting in now in retrospect, hearing what the fan backlash was of what was actually on screen. He's he's in the uh, he's in possible. the catbird position right now because yeah. he gets to hear about everything that Joss Whedon was blamed for and mm-hmm. go back and just magically erase all that shit or leave it in just to, you know, have put a middle finger to the fans like haha, that was actually yeah. me. I was the one that CG'd Henry Cavill's face. I fooled you all. You <laughs> no, know. that's not gonna happen. But I do think <laughs> that uh, at the end of the day I think that he's probably going to go with his original vision because these dudes are arrogant enough to think that that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, okay. Right. So here it is. Um, so it's, it, they're saying it's not clear what form Snyder's version will take. Uh, apparently the director and Deborah Snyder producer of the film, who's also married to Zack Snyder. Remember both of them had to go 
So they also lost a producer. That's right. Because they lost their child, unfortunately. Um, they uh, are still determining whether the director's cut will be released as a nearly four-hour film or divided into a six-part series. That's what The Hollywood Reporter is saying. Six-part series. Wow. Um, to mirror your excitement, I, I am very curious to see how this turns out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't say excitement. It's more of that, like, cur- I did also didn't hate Justice League as much as you did. So <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, this has got some good stuff in it. Like, I, I, I enjoyed it well enough. It did help that my brother um, was in town when I saw that movie. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, he, it was a very rare occasion where it was just him visiting kind of thing. Okay. So we were just hanging out, and it had just been released, um, home release. So we just, like, sat at home, watched Justice League. And we were both like, well, that was kind of fun. Yeah. So, like, it was a, I was in a good frame of mind going into it. There's, there's something to be said for a film or anything, really, where your expectations have been set so low that <laughs> there's nothing that that movie can do to really turn you off. Well, almost nothing. I can't really say that because I did watch His that movie. Face was fucked up. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Like I watched that. I was gonna say uh, that. That still doesn't make any sense to me. That they were like, he can't shave his mustache. None. It's a big Why? budget film. And and then and then he make your mustache. Have, okay. <laughs> Just a sidebar with this. Yeah. Have you guys ever watched <laughs> This Is Us? Because that's a TV show on NBC, and they have some of the best fucking wigs in the game. Just call them up. It'll probably cost you, like, less than a million dollars. Just get that facial on there. Like, the Mission Impossible uh, studio, what is that? Uh, Not Universal. Uh, Paramount? Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Paramount. Like, they were fucking unreasonable about that. <laughs> that is so stupid. It was almost... Henry Cavill was like, are you fucking kidding me? I can't shave my mustache to go do these reshoots. You can't give me a fake mustache. In a movie that's main plot points are about the amazing technology that the Impossible <laughs> Missions Force has at He's costuming... Face. And, and makeup. You can't put a mustache. <laughs> the, movie, the, the movies literally had someone wearing another person's face. Yes. <laughs> and you're like, you know what, guys? No, that mustache shit will not look real. No. <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. We can't. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. What? Oh, man. We broke Mission Impossible, guys. I'm sorry. That's it. So... Mission Impossible is a great franchise. There's nothing against it, but that was stupid. That was yeah. so stupid. And it was just, ugh, whatever. Mission Impossible has had a, a weird, like, franchise life, kind of like uh, Fast and Furious almost. Because at one point it was like, okay, that movie was dumb. Oh, God, they're making a sequel to that movie? That's even worse. Hold on. This the- third one, though. <laughs> first one was very successful like they've all been very successful they have been but i feel like they always release them when nothing else is really coming out either you know it's one of those where it's like you got you got time for this weekend well, let's waste two hours at the show let's see what's going on god remember when you just casually went to the movies god remember yes 
going to the oh. movies and not knowing what you were going to see, what time anything was starting, just staring at the neon board or the uh, the LED board, just like, shit, let's see, this starts at 2. I miss uh, the movies. Yes! I miss, it. I miss that. And, and, like, you know, even if they were open right now, I can't afford to go because <laughs> everything's crazy. But, like, I just, I, that is a thing that I really miss right now. Yeah, me is too. going to the movies. Yeah, you know, um, speaking of stuff that's that's kind of halfway closed and slowly opening back up, Starbucks is starting to roll out some ads. I saw one today, and they're just like, hey, why don't you go ahead and get that gift card ready now? Because <laughs> we're going to be opening back up. I swear, it was just like the yeah. biggest flex. Just like, yo, yeah. remember Starbucks? Remember coming to get coffee? Remember when somebody else made your coffee? Come oh. through. Oh, Slide in these DMs. Come through. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, Starbucks. Oh. I Actually, you. I don't really miss that that much. I do. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I'm not saying I don't miss it. I'm just mm. saying, like, in the, grand the hierarchy. I miss, like, Thai food. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. like, eat. Like, I'm talking about, like, you're going to a restaurant. You're eating there. Yeah. yeah. And, like, you're not worried about dying. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, Thai food and then, like, going to the movies and, you know. Blah, 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 all that. It's so funny because we sound like Robin Williams and Hook trying to talk about how the food was so great in Neverland uh, before he left and then trying to like reimagine how good it tasted and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Hook is an underrated movie, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. I really enjoyed Hook. people really bored by Hook? I what think... the complaint by, of Hook? I don't remember what the complaint was because I was so, like, at that age, I think I was, like, maybe 12 or 11 or whatever. I was, like, wrapped, I was just wrapped up in it. I'm like, okay, I'm all about this movie. I like Robin Williams. I like the Peter Pan story. It had a dope video game. Okay, you got me. Hook is a great movie. And I think... Yeah, I mean, I I, I remember enjoying it, but... Yeah. I mean... I don't know, man. I, I, I'm trying to remember. Was it not successful? Now I need to look it up. Hold on. I don't let's think find he out. made money. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird because it was Spielberg. That's true. Uh, yeah. It's yeah, one of those rare. That was a soft laugh. That was when Spielberg. Um, no, no, no. It was before Spielberg started mm-hmm. to not be as successful. Ah, when he started making those weird choices like walkie-talkies no, because this was pre schindler's list and jurassic park and everything like that so he still had a lot of gas left in the tank ah gotcha uh critical response was not good oh okay there's some hating ass haters back then that's why <laughs> um, but back to the snyder cut for a second yes it's yeah, interesting no, that's what we're talking about, so yeah go for it already um it has spawned an offshoot of release the Snyder Cut, which is release the Ayer Cut for Suicide it's, Squad. No one cares about that. What? Well, two people on Twitter do apparently, and you know what? Yeah. I did. I read a. I read a great observation about it actually as well. Somebody said, you know that movie that you saw the version of in the theaters? Guess what? There's a completely different cut of it that they never released because that's every movie. I mean, that's true. That's what that's editors true. do. That's the whole job. That's they why edit. They that's edit. why. Yeah. That's why movies aren't four hours long by nature. That's why Quentin Tarantino had to split up Hateful Eight for Netflix in the like five episodes. Okay, I need to rewatch Hateful Eight with that cut because I could not watch 
Hateful Eight in one sitting. I've never seen all of it. Mm. So I'm wondering if that version will be more digestible to me. I feel like I need to go back and watch it just when nothing else is going on. I feel like when I tried... There well, was some when are you other... going to have time for that, Matt? Oh, man, gee, maybe tomorrow. <laughs> or the day after. after. Good news. <laughs> my um my cousin's wife is in labor right now. Yeah. Uh and I'm I'm close to her. I talk to her a lot. She actually messaged me last night uh at like seven o'clock or something like that. She's like, We're halfway there, I'm in labor and she's still in labor. Oh, living on a prayer indeed. Yeah. Okay. And because of COVID, uh so the reason that I'm like more attentively checking it, she is giving birth at home. Wow. Because they told her that her husband would be allowed to FaceTime, but not be in the delivery room. And she said, fuck that. Wow. And also, apparently, if they're worried about exposure to COVID, they'll separate you from the baby for two weeks. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. So she was like, "Mm, I don't think so. So, yeah, they're doing like midwife at home. So I was checking. I guess she's closer to having the baby. But I'm like, oh, gosh, she's been in labor so long. That feels so terrible. They're never going to have more kids. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be like between COVID and this. She's going to be like, nope, I'm done. That's it. (laughs) But she's okay. Anyway, sorry. I just read that text message. No, I'm glad she's doing all right. Edi- uh, editing um, and the hateful eight and stuff. So yeah, I'm curious about that that mini series. Um, if it's if it's better, I'd be like, if someone let us know. Like, let me know. Do you think I should just try to watch the movie again, or should I try to watch that Netflix cut of it? Like, that's more digestible. What do you think? Especially like you know people that love Tarantino. Yeah. What is the the one to go with? My vote is for the miniseries, just because now, mind you, I haven't sat through either version of it, but my vote is for the miniseries because it's the second pass, you know? So he's taking things that he liked and added to it and stuff he didn't like and took it out, you know? So there's that. That's 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 Sometimes that's better. Sometimes that's worse. Yeah, There are director's cuts that are worse. I'm looking at you, Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't they have to take a third pass at Blade Runner because the second version was just so bad? I think so. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. the two versions of it. And then the Apocalypse Now thing is just so self-indulgent when he's getting into the um, the French occupation of Vietnam. Yeah. And he's got, like, I, like, I understand this is beautifully shot, but you don't need this. It derails the entire plot of the film. Whatever. I saw it in the theater, the the director's cut. There was some big um, release party here in Chicago uh, that my aunt was was part of. And I got to see it at the theater. I was bored out of my mind. But also, I was like 15 or 16, so it was just kind of... That is not the kind of movie you want to watch at that age, no. You would think so, though, because it's got, like, you know, sex and violence and all that stuff that you shouldn't see, but it's just boring on top of all that, too. No, Apocalypse Now is a, is like the real war film. Right. So, it's not the, it's not the war film you want to see. Um, (laughs) you, if you're, if you're that age, you want to see, like, Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. Um, which Which is a, a more action packed uh, apocalypse now is about war driving you to madness. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen so many uh, reflective 
movies and TV shows lately. I, I kind of need a break from all that. I I finished mm-hmm. Devs tonight before we started recording, and um, I can't praise that show enough. Honestly, it's oh, just okay. So enjoyable. It's on Hulu, guys. If you're listening, mm-hmm. um, if you want to check it out, it's on Hulu. Um, it's got Allison Pill. It's got Nick Offerman. It's got a lot of new actors who I personally hadn't seen in many other projects, but you know, uh, who am I? Um, <laughs> but it's, I don't want to give away too much about it. And I know I say that a lot kind of mm-hmm. to avoid, you know, messing up storylines, but this in particular, I haven't heard anything about this show. That's by the way. really good because yeah. you want to go into this blindly. Blind. Yeah. There's a lot of great performances by the female actresses though. And, you know, just, man, it's so good. I want you to watch it so we can talk about it. Okay. I've been okay. watching, I returned to Fargo. We talked about Fargo. Yeah. Um, so how I watched the first season, really loved it, tried the second season, but couldn't get into it. So what I did was I went back and restarted the second season. So now I'm at the point where I'm in stuff I haven't seen yet. Okay. Of that. So I'm watching that, and uh, I've watched a little bit of Good Girls as well. I'm glad you um, did that. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good show. It improves immensely as you go along. Because, yeah, I know at first you mentioned, like, there's certain things that the characters do and have done that just make you so angry it's hard mm-hmm. to really yeah. sink your teeth into. But, yeah, once they get to the point of no return, it's like, all right, I got to yeah. see what happens next. <laughs> Yeah, it's very interesting. And it manages to be funny at times, which I really appreciate because, like, we, you talked about you like Ozarks, and I could not get into that show because yeah. it was so dark and it was so, like, unlikable. I, I just, I couldn't do it. Whereas when I watch Good Girls, and I felt the same way about Breaking Bad, it, it is very dark yeah. and it is dealing with heavy themes and heavy stuff but you felt like you were kind of like you could see some of yourself these people are rooting for them or whatever and that that was the weird thing that I had with Ozarks which I couldn't deal with I, mm. I couldn't deal with their not at least from what I'd watched of it which was only like an episode but I was like there's what is the point why do I want to watch these characters it helps if you imagine Ron Howard narrating during the quiet moments <laughs> Because, yeah, it's just a I mean, prequel. I'm not saying they have to be hero, like, perfect heroes or whatever, but there, you have to, uh, I mean, uh, for me, there has to be something there that makes you curious. Even, like, Mad Men can be very dark, but the beauty of that is that you're so curious about how this is going to play out, the mystery of who this person is, how does he deal with his life, everything like that. Yeah. And I just didn't feel that with that show, which is interesting because so many people love that show. It gets better as it goes along. And I I know I've mentioned this detail before, but just seeing those sweeping overhead shots in the show itself, they're so beautifully shot. They're so beautifully done. And they do spend a lot of time in Chicago. So I get to see Chicago on 4K HD. And it was Mm -hmm. one of the first shows Netflix really trotted out with their like highest fidelity. I think it was like that. And that German show, Dark, where they were just like, hey, if you want to, like, push your TV to the limits, watch these two shows. And, right. you know, I, I like Jason Bateman, so I stuck around for that. And he puts in some great performances. The nuance he does uh, in the directing aspect of it is fantastic. Everything- I'm not going to lie. Sorry, go yeah. ahead. No, go ahead. I just, I just want to add, I sometimes struggle with Jason Bateman because oh, I'm still yeah. not over Juno. 
I totally get you. I totally yeah. understand that. He was it, such a prick in that movie I that I'm like, God. I can't get Dina Zootopia because he does a voice in there. I totally understand. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's so good. You should watch that with Jason. Zootopia is great, though. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, man, look, I'm telling you, Ozark, it, it grows on you. Like, yeah. once you accept that, you know, there's really no likable characters in there. Right. It just becomes a challenge of just wanting to see people get theirs, you know? Look, I, I've been able to overcome that in the past. Like mm-hmm. Seinfeld. I, yeah. I struggled with Seinfeld for a long time because I was like, I hate all of these people. And then Even- I was like, <laughs> and then I, I finally, um, my the way I unlocked Seinfeld was I, I just fell in love with Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah. yeah. And how brilliant she is. And that that let me enjoy that show. Mm, okay. Um, and also, I remember I got in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. For some reason, that show I was okay with. Um, and they're all garbage people. They really show. are. They so really, I think but, that kind of allowed me to to embrace it in comedy a little bit easier. Yeah. I think what helps me embrace Always Sunny is, like, it's homegrown. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, all of them are responsible yeah. for writing everything and coming up yes. with everything. And it's a lot of improv. It's got renewed for season 15. It's Longest nuts. running. It's yeah. not, and they go and they do series in between that too. So I appreciate the hustle, you know. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. They, <laughs> like, they do a um, a more reasonable schedule, and I yeah. think they have more control now. So they're doing, you know, like twelve episodes or something like that. And I think that's uh, I also think that a show like that now they're in quarantine and and everything, they might be appreciating that a little bit more. They mm. might be like, yeah, let's do another season because look, we don't have this right now yeah that uh, bar is always empty so you know yeah. they could just <laughs> yeah, exactly. just stay and they you know I, I did read a news story about the next season too they, they said that they were going to address the uh the uh covid situation too so good that's good. gonna be a mess um but back I, to what you're saying i'm so about, excited for that that is gonna be fucking hilarious and cathartic yeah. if, if if there's any i actually don't want to see pretty much anything address COVID after this. I just kind of want to move on. But mm-hmm. if there's anything I do want to see address it, it's, it's always sunny. There was something that I, I put out in the world the other day that I really want to be a thing actually is I want comedy specials to tell me when they were recorded. So I yeah. know whether or not the standup is going to like address the COVID thing, because what else are they going to talk about? They haven't done anything else for the past, like, several months. Oh, yeah, I was walking down the street, and I realized, hey, I'm walking down the street. There's going to be so many shitty indie movies and one-man plays, <laughs> and people are like, great art is going to come out of this. No, bitch. So much bad art's going to come out of this. I saw somebody no. built a, I want to say, 10-foot-tall kookaburra. <laughs> That's great okay. art. That's great, great art. art. Yes. No, no, there is some great art going to come out of it. I'm just <laughs> kidding. There will be some great stuff. There's also going to be some sufferable stuff because that's how art works. Yes, yes. A lot it's of- like the facts of life. You take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> We're back to good girls for a second. Retta. Retta is what makes that oh, show for me. So good. Her reactions, her one-liners, her storyline in general, everything about Retta makes me tune into that show every episode. I mean, she's so good. I love the, I love all three of them. Yeah, they got a great I love cast. Whitman on Parenthood. 
when she was on Parenthood. She was really great. And then obviously Christina Hendricks, Mad Men, like she's just brilliant. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, that, that, I I agree. Retta is just, (laughs) I'm so glad she has a lead on a show. She deserves it. She's hilarious. And you know, I'm I'm really glad too that it's still around. I didn't think it was going to last past one season because I didn't either. they're what going into four now. Yeah. They just got renewed for fourth. Yeah, and I think the the writers are like, okay, shit, what do we do next? But they come up with good stuff. Um, so. End it. Yeah. <laughs> if the if you're struggling like that, yeah, it's time to yeah, go. Yeah, if you're that if you're that much on the like, uh, you know, give Damon Lindelof a call. He'll tell you the same thing. Just wrap it up. <laughs> Don't fucking talk about. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Lost God, has I been off. I need to revisit the leftovers. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say Lost has been off the air now as long as it was on the air. Ten years. Longer, right? No, it wasn't. It was on for six seasons. Was it? I thought it was on six for ten seasons. years. Weird. Okay. Never no, mind. Six. I take back my fake fact. Disregard. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to research that and come back to you. Because it was some crafty article I read. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. I'm going to tell Lex. It was wrong. I mean, unless it was worded differently. Yeah. But that, no, it was on for six seasons. Okay. Anyway, now that I've embarrassed (laughs) myself, let's talk about the worst concert you've ever been to. All right. What's yours? <laughs> the worst concert I've ever been to. I like the musical stylings of an MC named MF Doom. MF <laughs> Doom patterns himself after the supervillain Dr. Doom from the Fantastic Four. Sure, All sure. of his albums take little snippets and, and sound bites from the old 60s cartoons, and he produces them, and he just has a way with words. He has just an amazing flow that you just can't resist. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to see him live. I never go see live music. I, well, I shouldn't say I, never. I, I'm with you there. I don't have a lot of concert experience. Yeah. So it's it's more limited. Yeah. So, you know, I, I rarely go see live performances. But when I do, it's an event. It's like, yes, I need to go see this. I can't wait. It's going to yeah. be awesome. I was so hyped. Not only was he on the card, most deaf was going to be performing with him. They had decided to do like an album together. It was just announced. So they were going to go out on the road. Also, opening for them, a DJ named Mike Realm. Mike Realm is unique because he dresses up in a really smart suit. He looks like a member of Men in Black, glasses and everything. And he comes out on the stage. He doesn't just remix songs live in front of you. He remixes movies. He'll take a scene from Office Space and he'll make it into music. It's kind of cool. So I was excited to see all this. I went to uh, the Congress Theater here in Chicago, and I found out I, I learned a hard lesson that night. Not only is the crowd at a, at a rap show not the best crowd in the world, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. And it's, it's not it's not because it was a rap show. I don't want to put that out there. It was because of the kind of rap show it was. It was a more like avant garde sort of like you know hip-hop head sort of crowd, the type of people that'll go out and pay a grand for some sneakers, for some, uh, for some dunks at the time. So for some um, dungaroos, you know, I pay a grand for that. (laughs) They're back, you know, um, they are. And what a timeline we live in where I do not want to go try to find them. (laughs) Very true. So Mike Rome came out great performance hype for that. 
had a few drinks, chilling, relaxing. I got the VIP tickets because it wasn't that much more expensive than the regular tickets, and you got a seat. So I'm chilling, sitting down, listening and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, time passes. They had some other local acts come out that weren't on the card. Like, cool, whatever. You know, that happens. Um, time passes. We're just sitting there in silence. Nobody's out. Most Def comes out on the stage. Everybody goes nuts. Like, yeah, the show's finally starting. Everybody's just going crazy. Most comes out, sings one of his songs. He's like, hey, everybody, just want to let you know. Doom is on the way. He's running late. He got stuck in traffic. Like, okay, understandable. Say about, you know, 30 minutes goes by. Most comes out. He does another song, but this time he does one of uh, MF Doom's songs. He does Rainbows. And like, okay, that's cool. I guess that means Doom is backstage getting ready. And then most goes backstage again. Another 20, 30 minutes passes. At this point, it's like midnight. And I'm just annoyed. (laughs) And a lot of people are annoyed. People are chanting, refund, refund, refund. So then, finally, finally, the music kicks in. About half past midnight, music kicks in. Doom comes out on stage. Everybody's celebrating something's off. You see, (laughs) there's a thing that the character Dr. Doom does in the comics when he shows up to fight the Fantastic Four and they just defeat him handily and they think they've got him and they're taken in the jail or whatever and then they take off the mask and it's a Doom bot. It's a robot that looks like Dr. Doom. Mm -hmm. Well, MF Doom does sort of the same thing for his concerts. He employs Doombots, which are guys that kind of look like him, and put on the mask. I neglected to mention that he performs in a mask. I that, assumed. But that looks that like the dude. Thing. Yeah. He yeah. looks like the dude from 300, basically. He looks like... Uh, yeah. 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 So he wears the 300 mask. Uh, he comes out. Um, everybody kind of notices that the rhymes are off. He's not really synced up with the track. And he's just doing a piss poor performance. Crowd starts booing. Boo, boo, refunds, refunds, refunds. I just leave. I go talk to management. I'm like, look, I want a refund. (laughs) No refunds were given that night. I went home pissed off. Oh, my God. People stuck around. I went on all the the message boards. I went on Reddit. I went on, uh, you know, the ticket website, everything, you know. When was this, you think? This was, I want to say, like 2010. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't until, like, literally a month or so ago that I found out that he actually had his, his visa suspended and wasn't allowed to perform in the oh States. God. But they promoted this show with his picture on there, not any mention of car right. subject to change, nothing like that. So, you know, maybe the venue didn't know, maybe they weren't aware, but just, like, this performance art aspect of what he does and who he is bit me in the ass because I wanted to see one of my favorite rappers live and he never showed up. <laughs> wow. So that was my worst concert experience. <laughs> I feel like you definitely win. Yours was a whole whole uh, thing. Mine was, <sighs> first of all, I will say that my worst concert experience was in an atmosphere that was not for me. Okay. But is beloved by people that I love. And so I will not name the band because they are not a well-known band. They're more smaller circuit band. And I don't want to say anything bad about them because 
it's just not my thing. I was roped in to going to this because everyone was going kind of thing. Okay. And it was like a punk rock type situation. And I am a wallflower of a person mm. who does not, I, I like, I don't really react a lot to things like that. Like, I'm not a sing in the car person. I, I, it's just not how I am. I enjoy that people do that. I, I don't typically do that. Sometimes I do, whatever, but... And this was when I was a little bit younger, too. So I just turned 21 or something like that. Um, So went to this show. And it's I'm in the back. I I think I've talked about this before, but I have issues with sound, really loud shows and everything like that. Yeah. Um, So I can't be too close. So I had to stay like pretty far in the back. Um, I didn't realize that they laid without their shirts on and stuff like that so it's like kind of like fat dudes like and uh they wear masks oh no and it's you know like a punk rock type of music or whatever so it's very loud and intense and everything like that and then they like what like later in the show they had like beer spit like they spit it and i got like a lot of spit beer on me that's awful yeah and i was just like i got home and and i'm like we talked about i'm a hypochondriac so i got home and i was like silkwood this shit like i was fucked up from the hypochondriac point yeah that's cut to crying in the shower next scene (laughs) basically yeah uh yeah so it was just like it was just a weird experience and then it was like they're coming back next year and like next year rolled around i was like i'm not fucking doing that like i i was i was very much like this was a terrible experience and i felt bad that that like they knew like my friends knew it was a terrible experience but also i was like you kind of know me and you have (laughs) to know that this wasn't going to be my jam. Like, oh, man. You know, so I'm like, yeah. you kind of you earned me having a, a really fucking pissed off night because uh, you didn't quite warn me properly. Yeah. Fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, in my opinion, you win because I didn't get spit on at least. That's fucking that, bullshit. Nobody wins. <laughs> no, we all lose. <laughs> It's my favorite movie tagline of all time. Yeah. Alien versus Predator. Whoever wins, we lose. Yes, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, okay. It was just, and it's not my type of music. Like, it is yeah. not the kind of music I would listen to on my own. Um, punk is, is a genre that I like some of it, mm-hmm. but I, I don't listen to all of it. It's the same like rap or country or everything like that. Like, I, I, there's some stuff that I love. Someone's got to hit you the right way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, you can turn on an alt rock s- station, and I'll listen to just about anything on there. I can't do that with some other genres. So, yeah, it was just like a, uh, it wasn't great. <laughs> I'm I, like, sorry, you had to go through like, that. It's just not. It was not my type of show. It doesn't mean that it like it was wrong, like or any like they weren't doing anything that that was like technically wrong. It just was not the kind of environment that was suitable for my wallflower ass. Mm-hmm. Like it just wasn't for me. On the other hand, the wallflowers 
Now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> I would legit go see the wallflowers like today. Like if I, that was an option. Yeah. I would go see the wallflowers. I don't before. think I'd want to pay though. That's the problem. Uh, like if yeah. it's like 10 bucks or something. Yeah. Like if they're on, if maybe if they're, it's like a super card or something. Cause like, like they, you know, they have this big like nineties. You know, quarantine um, has really got us fucked up. We're like, God, you really, you know, I'd want to see the wallflowers live right <laughs> we're like so desperate to see live music that we're like bitch the wallflowers what let's listen one of my favorite things is when like bands go and and perform like full albums if they could yeah. find a way to have like everybody from the godzilla soundtrack come through <laughs> and just perform their song from the soundtrack <laughs> that'd be kind of great just i'd watch that yeah, just get, get some, them. Get some like pyrotechnics and some holograms and get Godzilla on there. God, this is like a this is a million dollar idea. This might this, make more than the movie made. Exactly, you know it would because yeah. they do everything right. Well, okay, the first good thing is you don't actually have to watch the film. The second good it, thing it is, is advised that you do not watch the film. <laughs> the second good thing is you get Green Day. Without all those annoying roars in the background, or maybe you want those in the background and you provide them yourself. The audience yeah. gets to decide. Who knows? You know. So yeah, maybe everybody wins. Choose your own adventure. Who knows? <laughs> choose your own Godzilla. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I wonder if that's ever been done before. Like, because I know Weezer has done like, oh, tonight we're doing the Blue Album, or you yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I mean, I, I think I, I think it's a good idea too. Yeah, Just I think any any artist would be willing to go do a tour like that after this. Hell yeah, losing it. Yeah, <laughs> but I was saying before. Um, by the way, my like... favorite chaotic Instagram, by the way, of someone uh-huh. who's fucking losing it every day is January Jones. Oh really? On January Jones on Instagram. That bitch is losing her mind. <laughs> I can't. I can't awesome. wait to see more than Allison. Well, not Allison Bree's not losing her mind. She's just like trying to simultaneously befriend a deer and thirst trap, and it just like goes back uh, and forth. January, I, uh, my friend, <laughs> my friend was like, I had to unfollow her, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, I there's something particularly chaotic about how january jones is losing it like i think she got like tap dancing shoes at one point i don't know like she's just just yeah that's it's great pretty great <laughs> rashida cool. rashida jones no relation um she uh she posts like dancing videos of her every now and then like trying to hip-hop dance and it's just so like all right that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Do you move? Did you ever see uh, Katie Holmes trying to to tap dance on SNL? No. Okay, so Katie Holmes went on SNL and apparently told them she could tap dance. And they were like, "Okay, we'll incorporate that at the beginning of it." <laughs> she could not. It's pretty great. That's pretty great. I think you I'm can find it on that. YouTube. Uh, <laughs> And and Tina Fey made fun of it at one point, so it was really <laughs> it was a lot. Oh, January Jones, I gotta I gotta follow her because like every now and then, because you know how um, celebrities get priority if they comment on somebody's status. Yeah, you know? yeah. So every now and then I'll see her name pop up, and I'm like, how do you know most deaf? What? Hold on a minute. 
What is going on? Yeah. <laughs> Ghostface Killer. January Jones, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> she just wants to party. She just wants to party with everybody else. I understand. I get it. Yeah, she's just a, a I think she's always been odd. Mhm. Like she just comes across as one of those she's always been kind of weird. Um, but and that's why she's been really good at the parts that she's had, like when she was on Mad Men, obviously, and then uh, Last Man on Earth. But it's also like you're seeing the weirdness now. Some people are just like, all right, you just keep doing your weird thing. Like you were weird before, but then you're like, wait, this is January Jones. I don't think we realized how weird she is. <laughs> she was so great on Last Man on Earth. She was just down uh, for whatever. And it was so great to see. That is a quarantine show, my friends. It's the perfect that, quarantine show. It is a perfect quarantine show, and it is on uh, Hulu last time I checked. Holy shit, guys. Go watch Last Man on Earth if you've never seen that show. I think there's like five seasons of it, and it is quarantine. Absolutely quarantine. It's good. I didn't want to like it when I first started watching it. It was just kind of out of desperation because, you know, when I'm watching TV, um, when I can't sleep, I don't want to watch something that Dee wants to watch. So I'm just like... Trying to find something. Fortunately, she's not that fa- she's not that fond of Brooklyn Nine Nine, so I marathon that. But love Brooklyn Nine Nine. After an episode of that went off once, you know, Last Man on Earth came on, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, guess I'll watch this, you know, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Will Forte. I didn't like Will Forte that much before. Yeah, I like this. Will Forte, so I watched it from the get go, and then I See? fell off it at some point. But yeah, I went back. <laughs> that made me a fan of Will Forte. I'm like, this is pretty genius. I love this show. Dude, have you and- watched MacGruber? No, I have not. That is one you need to visit. Matt Gruber, you say? Gruber. (laughs) Okay. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. (laughs) Yeah. Like like Will Forte, that is the thing. It's like a, it's like Will Ferrell movies and stuff. You gotta like his style. mm -hmm, It's a mm -hmm. dick movie, but yeah. Like he was on. uh, We already went over this. He was on Monday Night Raw promoting it at one point. It was so weird. Because he was in character, but yeah, mm-hmm. I'll go That's watch. I've already told you that you should watch MacGruber, and people are like, "You guys already had this conversation." <laughs> Guess what, bitches? Quarantine. I don't Quarantine. care. Quarantine. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> anyway, so how about we dive into that wall of weird? Yep, you got this story. I don't know what this is, so you want to tell me about it? Oh man! All right. So when I told I you about this it. the first time. I messaged you and I said, I'm about to tell you the best headline that I've read in quite some time. And this is during what I was sick when I saw this and this snapped me out of my COVID induced coma. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I need to share this with my friend Lex because this is so exciting to me. Those words, Las Vegas underground doomsday mansion. Oh, what a beautiful headline. Yes. (laughs) now i told you before that i'm on a lot of different um just pr mailing lists and i don't know how i got on them nor do i know how to get off of them so yeah my loss is your gain ladies and gentlemen i'm about to tell you about this luxury las vegas underground doomsday estate this comes from top 10 realestatedeals.com this is the sweet chili baby's cult mansion that we're gonna live in guys so get ready This is how we're getting down. This is the mullet of mansions, ladies and gentlemen. This is all mansion on the top, 
all bunker on the bottom. But the cool thing about the underground Doomsday Estate is that it looks just like the house from Blast from the Past. Uh, I'm trying to click on it. Oh my, oh my god. god, it does. It's exactly like it. Except oh, it's a little bit cooler. I go there. No. <gasps> of course we'll post the link. I love this. It's got This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I want oh, it. Oh man, it's so cheesy and just so Okay, let's 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 read about it a little bit. Let's listen to Perry Como and move here. <laughs> in the 50s and 60s, Americans scrambled to find safe places to shelter during the Cold War and the Cuban Missile Crisis when Russian nuclear rockets less than 100 miles from the Florida coast were poised to launch toward the U.S. Mm, that's a weird place for a period, but we're going to stop there. Thousands of homeowners built backyard or basement shelters stocked to survive a missile attack that never came. As years went by and the threat of an atomic bomb war became a distant memory, most of the bomb shelters were turned into playrooms, food storage, or simply abandoned. Today, yet another crisis has people once again scurrying to find the best and safest place to ride it out. One of the most elegant doomsday bunkers, located in Las Vegas and built by Avon Cosmetics executive Gerard Henderson in 1978, is for sale. With an increase from a $1.7 million sale in 2014 to a 2020 coronavirus brain-busting $18 million. What? Yes. What? No one's <laughs> buying that shit. A lovely home on its own. Henderson's 5,000-square-foot house grounds and amenities were built underground inside a 15,000-square-foot bunker of steel-reinforced concrete. Mm. The traditional style home includes the best decor and design that the 70s had to offer. And Henderson mm -hmm. could afford whatever his heart desired. He wanted luxury and an underground lifestyle that would be as close to his and his family's above-ground lifestyle as possible. The interior is still decked out with a well-designed 70s kitchen, great room with beam ceilings, a large wood-burning stone fireplace, and sliding glass doors that open to a faux outside lawn and views. <laughs> Okay. I'm down with yeah. this shit. This is um, uh this is a very I mean, it, guys, if you've seen Blast from the Past. Yeah. This is it. This is this is baller. I mean, this is just absolute baller Great. because you have a whole mansion upstairs that you could live in in peace and harmony and enjoy, and then downstairs is another mansion with a pool mm -hmm. and and boulders that turn into barbecue pits and just Great rooms with TVs, you know, that were probably the highest of tech in the 1970s. But still, I would can, assume that they've upgraded those. Hopefully, and if not, you can upgrade them. Now know? that it's 18 million, and it has like a day to night like transformation light scenario going on too. So yeah, yeah, you're not gonna lose track of time down there too much. That kitchen is pink. What? <laughs> you know it. 1970s. Hell yeah, it's pink cool. kitchen. God. Mm, mm, this mm. is uh this is this is fucking weird. I know. This is perfect for a of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Eighteen million dollars and it can I all be yours. More of the The upstairs? The, yeah. <laughs> Same. Like you're gonna spend that much money on the house. Let me see the top of the bunker, not just underground bunker part. I'm sure we can look around and find it, you know, a little bit more, you know, on Google and stuff like that. But yeah, the underground bunker stuff is fascinating. So We'll, we'll, this is we'll on another pictures. level, though. Like, I've this never is... seen a bunker like this. No. <laughs> what did I just say? <laughs> I've, I've never, never seen, seen a bunker like I this. Should, I should specify, I've never, like, 
been in bunkers, but <laughs> but I know that they exist. I've seen pictures of bunkers. I'm a bunker but, enthusiast, if you will, but no, I've never God. seen <laughs> I have met bunker enthusiasts. They scare me. Mm-hmm. They're, they're the same dudes that are like, I need all of these AK-47s. <laughs> like, please don't. Uh, More than two what? seems like overkill. No pun intended. But yeah. But, intended. but yeah, absolutely yeah. intended. Um oh shit. Okay. I think I found the above ground portion. I need to water their grass. <laughs> That's the thing you're concerned about, Matt. <laughs> Basically. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that was fun. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Very good. Alright, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this uh this episode of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure, I think we should probably state the yeah. name of the show in here yeah, somewhere. Yeah, we started a little bit intense, but we ended with the funny. We always bring we in the funny. We did. And you can look at our Facebook page and our other social medias in order to find this link so you can enjoy the spacious uh, Las Vegas Underground Doomsday Bunker as well, mm-hmm. along with us. I might post some of the pictures with it when we post the episode. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You should. Either you way. totally should. Yeah. And if if you click on the link at the bottom, you can see the uh, the barbecue boulder grow, like on Flintstones. <laughs> Man, they got a bird you can pull. <laughs> they got a. <laughs> Remember on uh, on Parks and Rec when they yeah. had the, the control guys, and they're like, "Yeah, man, we tried to get this bird as an alarm." It didn't work. <laughs> they were pulling at a dead bird. <laughs> a dead bird hanging up in the. Oh. <laughs> That's one of my favorite jokes on that. Oh, God. <laughs> they tried to do like the Flintstones. It did not work. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> it's a living. Uh, <laughs> and on that God. note, I'm Matt Peters. I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other, everyone. Peace. Bye.